Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Monday, March 30th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Last week, Donald Trump said he wanted to reopen the economy from the country's coronavirus shutdown by April 12th. Now he's extending social distancing guidelines in the U.S. to the end of next month. The better you do, the faster this whole nightmare will end. Meanwhile, in the U.K., officials have said normal life might not return for as many as six months. These statements came after grim projections of the death toll from the outbreak. And as oil trading reopened a few hours later, U.S. crude fell below the $20 a barrel mark, with traders betting production will need to shut to cope with the collapse in demand caused by coronavirus. In today's show, we'll look at what the manufacturing industry is doing to respond to a global ventilator shortage, businesses' biggest questions about the U.S. stimulus package, and a sliver of the Italian economy left out of coronavirus financial assistance. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The machines that help severely ill coronavirus patients breathe are in desperately short supply. New York State alone says it needs about 30,000 ventilators, and one of the world's largest makers of these machines, Germany's Draeger Work, said the demand is going to vastly outweigh the supply. That's with the company expecting to produce four times the number of units it normally does. Some of the biggest names in manufacturing are making moves to start producing extra supplies of ventilators. U.S. President Donald Trump has triggered the federal government's wartime powers to push General Motors to produce them. The FT's industry reporter, Michael Pooler, has more on the companies trying to fill the ventilator shortage and why making these devices isn't as easy as repurposing a factory floor. You have the established medical devices companies, but that's a fairly niche field and their output is not that large, certainly not large enough to meet the demand that is now spiking. So what we're seeing is some really big names of industry like Ford, General Motors, through to Dyson, Rolls-Royce in the UK, who are offering to bring their expertise, whether it's through designing new equipment or helping to ramp up the production of the already existing models. Michael, I mean, I'm thinking about this. It can't be as easy as just flipping a switch and making them, right? I mean, you make cars and vacuums one day, you can't exactly go and make ventilators the next, what kind of issues are are taking place? Well, absolutely. And you've got to be aware that these are pieces of equipment that actually have contact with the patient. One of the biggest obstacles is regulation. Normally, these pieces of equipment, they have to go through lots of tests to make sure that they're safe, that they won't cause harm. Even the manufacturing premises where they're made have to be certified. And this is a process that can take weeks, months, sometimes even years. So that's one of the biggest obstacles. But we are seeing that some of the regulatory authorities are saying that they will accelerate the approval processes or waive the normal constraints that they place on manufacturers. And and regulations aside, I have to imagine it it might take manufacturers a little while to set up shop, right, right, Michael? Absolutely. And these ventilators, they're not going to be made overnight. In the case of medical device makers that already produce them, yes, they've got ventilators coming off their assembly lines every day. But if you're a manufacturer and you're setting up a production line for the first time to make them, it's going to take time to set up your suppliers, to set up the logistics, get the components to go there, and then assemble them and do all the testing of the equipment as well before you can deliver them. And what about just obtaining raw materials? I can't imagine that being super easy at this point. 
No, and that's something we're hearing from the specialist manufacturers who already make the devices because they're ask, being asked to produce ventilators on an order of magnitude larger than what they normally churn out. It means that it's causing issues in their supply chains. So in the UK, for example, the government has called on industry to help increase the production. And one thing that some of the big names of industry are doing, like McLaren, the F1 company, or Rolls-Royce, the engine maker, is actually looking at the supply chain issue. And we're hearing that these companies, they could either make the components themselves to supply to the manufacturers who make the equipment, or they could even look in their own supply chains. They'll have suppliers who make metal parts, plastic parts, who can assemble things. And I think that's going to be one of the biggest ways that these big names of industry can help. However, we are hearing as well that some companies are struggling to get enough components and parts. I've seen one company, for example, that's based in Sweden that makes ventilators issuing a call out on LinkedIn, asking for things like valves and pumps that they can't get hold of. And Michael, I'm curious, can businesses benefit at all from manufacturing ventilators? Well, for these specialist medical devices companies whose orders have gone through the roof, you can only imagine that it's going to be good for business. On the other hand, for those companies who are the big name manufacturers, you know, whether it's General Motors or Dyson or Rolls-Royce, it does look good for them. It's unclear whether they'll actually make a profit. And a lot of these companies have really tried to emphasize that they're not in it to make money. But it could actually help them if their factory lines are completely empty at the moment just by giving them something to do while they're still paying workforces throughout the duration of the coronavirus epidemic. And moving from questions over ventilators to federal aid. Now that several governments have mobilized to help businesses deal with the coronavirus shutdown, the big question is how companies can access the much-needed funds. In the U.S. last week, Donald Trump signed a $2 trillion stimulus package into law. Nearly a quarter of that, $454 billion, is meant to offer companies loans, loan guarantees, and debt purchases from the federal government. But it's not 100% clear how these businesses are supposed to access these features. And the U.S. Treasury Department and the Federal Reserve are being asked to clear things up. Corporate America wants to know what's the exact timing, mechanics, and conditions attached to the government aid. Companies want clarity on the extent of the credit risk the Fed will be willing to take on. And for companies that are getting help from Washington, would they end up with large government stakes, restrictions on share buybacks, and dividend payouts? But things could be cleared up soon. The stimulus legislation says that within 10 days of enactment, the Treasury Department has to spell out the application procedures for government help. And we can expect broad interest in the federal support. Washington lobbyists told the FT that companies across energy, manufacturing, as well as the service sectors are all looking for whatever assistance is available. And the U.S. isn't the only country that has questions about its stimulus. As the Italian government implements a benefits package to help people affected by the lockdown to stem the outbreak, there's one group of workers that's left out in the cold. Those in the country's black market. You see, Italy's 25 billion euro aid will, in part, help those facing temporary layoffs. It'll also give a 500 euro bonus to people who are self-employed, as well as agricultural workers. But here's who it doesn't cover the informal and undocumented economy, people who take cash-in-hand payment for labor or engage in organized crime. Few politicians want to be seen propping up the black market, even in a time of crisis. 
But the health of this shadow economy could affect Italy's economy as a whole. The country's statistics office says it could make up about 12% of Italy's GDP. Other estimates have it as high as 20%. You could read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. And one more thing before we go. At the FT, we want to know how the coronavirus is affecting you at work. Are you seeing job cuts in your workplace? Is your company discussing changes in pay or benefits? Record a voice memo about what you're seeing and send it to us at coronavirus at ft.com. Or you can tweet me. My handle is at mfilipino. That's M-F-I-L-I-P-P-I-N-O. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.